If you're considering homeschooling your child, but you haven't started yet, or you're fairly new to it and you're thinking, this has been really hard. This is not what I thought it was going to be. I'm really thrilled about this episode because this homeschooling thing, it is an amazing opportunity to provide a very personalized education. And when it comes to our special learners, our gifted learners, it's an incredible experience to be able to tailor the learning process to their unique needs and interests. But a lot of moms say, well, how can I make sure that this is an effective method? What can I do to make this so that my kid is interested? They weren't interested at all last year. So today I have a guest. Um, She's amazing. Her name is Laura Glass. She was homeschooled and she also spent quite a bit of time homeschooling her kids. She runs a business. She's been on the show before. Today we're going to talk about how can you customize your child's education and really foster their creativity. Her homeschooling education really led her into wanting to do entrepreneurship and have a business, which is very exciting and to understand, you know, who she was and what she loves. And so, we're going to talk about the power of individualized learning. You know, it's a very Charlotte Mason style idea. And we're going to talk about how to create hands-on activities and just really make this an enjoyable and interactive experience. So the episode is a really, really fun, very informative episode. You'll probably want to take some notes. I know I really enjoyed this conversation. And so let's dig into this. I I think it's going to benefit you and hopefully make your summer and next year a lot simpler. Hey mamas, welcome to Her Home and Heart podcast. Do you want balance in your home life and peace in your heart at the end of each long day? Do you want to let go of feelings of failure because you've yelled at the kids again despite promising yourself and God you'd stop? I'm Katie. I'm a homeschooling mom who also had little kids and wanted to create a thriving home environment. In this podcast, you'll find resources for holistic living, heart connection with your family, and homeschooling so that you won't wake up to regret one day. Even if you have outside-the-box learners or your own health challenges, you'll find support here. Breathe deeply, grab a coffee, and let the kids go play, because it's time for you to find peace and fulfillment that you've been longing for. Let's go! Have you been feeling overwhelmed and unsure about how to navigate this parenting and homeschooling journey? I hear you, and I'm here to help. I'm so excited. I put together for you a cheat sheet. It's going to unveil my secrets to finding balance and harmony inside of a unique home ecosystem. You're going to be able to say goodbye to chaos and confusion and embrace much more peace and a fulfilling experience for a whole family. And as a special bonus, I've added to this cheat sheet my top five secrets for you to love your homeschool, to help you create a nurturing environment where your all of your children, including your special needs child and you can thrive. I've added practical strategies and some heartfelt insights, and I know they're going to make a world of difference for you in your daily life. I understand the challenges that you face. I live it every day, even today. And so this resource is designed specifically for parents just like you and me. I want you to be able to take a deep breath gather your strength and find renewed inspiration on this very unpredictable journey. I don't want exhaustion to hold you back from finding the support and the guidance that you need. So go to herhomeandheart.net slash free. The link is in the description and you will find that you can get your free copy there today. 
You will also find that I have many other resources for you in the description. And I hope that this podcast today helps you as well. I would love to give you a big hug and just let you know you are not alone on this path. Together, we can empower each other and create families where we have a nurturing environment, a joyful homeschooling experience, even if we have a special needs child. I am very, very glad that you allow me into your daily life to embrace and guide and support you. It's time to find clarity and renewed energy on your unique parenting and homeschooling journey. Go to herhomeandheart.net slash free. We are back again today with Laura Glass, who I'm so excited to bring back today. She is from Southern Kentucky. She is a wife, a mom of three. She was raised as a homeschooler, and she has experience homeschooling her own kids as well. She is a very faith-driven woman who works from home as an entrepreneur and an author, and she is passionate to inspire women to pursue their passions and to understand how to be authentically themselves. So Laura, thanks for coming back to chat today about teaching our child, not teaching the curriculum. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me again. I love this. Yes, absolutely. We have so many things in common and it's been so fun to talk about all the many things (laughs) that are relevant to the homeschooling family and to parenting and being a Christian mom. And um, this is one that resonates with both of us, with your past as a homeschooler, plus having homeschool your kids and me as a homeschool mom too. So Let's dive into, first off, how did you even realize that there is a difference between teaching the child and teaching the curriculum? Because this is an area many people do not understand that there is even a difference. Yeah. Well, I first came across that phrase, oh, I don't know, years ago when I was really just taking the time to study homeschooling. Like, what would be my approach? What's the best way? And I know there's lots of different ways to do it. But that really stood out to me when I came across that of teaching the child, not teaching the curriculum. And it made me realize that we all learn, but we all kind of learn in different ways. And we each have our own different likes, dislikes, interests, things like that. So when you try to take just how diverse we are in funnel each of us into the same program, learning the exact same way, then you can see why some kids like don't like and won't study and others will thrive. And and then you have some that are, they're okay, but they find that it's so hard. They can't keep up. You know, it's like you're trying to fit each child into this specific box when it comes to selecting a certain curriculum. And when I was choosing curriculum for my kids at the time, it was always trial and error. Like, even though I liked the book and I thought it would be a great book when I give it to them and they sit down to do it specifically, like my oldest, I had a math book that I picked up that I I loved. I thought this is really great. This is the same uh, publisher that I used to take, you know, math through and He would sit down and he would just be like, I don't know, like he he couldn't even concentrate. The the fact that he would look at it, he just immediately felt overwhelmed by it. And I would look at it as though you're only repeating things you already know. It has you just repeat 
simple addition and subtraction facts. And then you move into reading the lesson for the day. And, and then you do a couple of questions that will go over that lesson. And then you'll do some reviews. And it was like almost, you know, too much for him to handle. He would purposefully just procrastinate on it. And I felt so bad about it. I'm like, why can't I get him to do it? It's not hard. Like it, to me, it doesn't seem hard. It seems like it's easy. It's straightforward. You know exactly what to do at each stage. But it was so easy for him to just sit there and sit there. And I thought, okay, something has got to change. And maybe I don't need to be forcing him to do that specifically because he didn't want to do it. He wasn't going to do it. He wasn't going to learn, even though I'm like, I don't know what else to do for you because it's not (laughs) to me, it's not that hard. So I was really trying to force the curriculum onto my child, even though that wasn't the best way for him to learn. So it's sometimes it's this trial and error of having to figure out what our child likes, which ways they learn really well. And for my oldest, it was exciting things with patterns. Like if he can repeat something over and over again or watch the same video, he's like, he loves Minecraft. He loves computers and things like that. So I was trying to think, what is some way I could get that, you know, some kind of math or thing into something he already loves? So I searched and searched and unfortunately, I don't believe they make it. But if they ever do, it would be the absolute best curriculum for Minecraft to actually make homeschooling resources. Uh, Just because I'm like, there's so many things you can do with blocks. You can teach, you know, multiplication. You could teach addition, all this stuff with blocks. So I started getting out Legos. He loves Legos. I'm like, let's learn some simple multiplication with Legos. And I would give him a sheet and they would tell him, okay, you got to make rows of multiples of three or multiples of five, he would do that because it was hands-on. It was a manipulative he could do. He was learning. Even if he didn't have to sit and write down the facts, he was still engaging with it and understanding it. So that's just one example of ways to really find out how we can teach the child, not necessarily the curriculum. Because I'm like, he's going to be able to learn five times five one way or another, whether it's looking at the numbers or actually having the numbers in blocks. I think if we can correlate the two, (laughs) we can get somewhere. I agree. At some point, I read a study that comforted me so much. And it was about adults who had never completed your average, you know, 12 years of elementary through high school math, but suddenly needed to go have some math skills in order to achieve a goal with, you know, employment or job or skill trade that they wanted. And they said that those adults were able in six months of dedicated study to achieve everything that had been taught within 12 years in the school setting because their brains were ready and they had the desire. And I remember, I wish I could find that again. I have to eventually go back and dig for it because it impacted me so heavily. It was like this breath of fresh air that, oh, so what I really need to do then is actually teach them how to learn and how to love to learn. Because if Mm -hmm. they can catch up on something where there is a gap later, not that I'm going to intentionally allow gaps, but 
it was a comfort because I used to panic in my early years of homeschooling. I literally panic. I was writing every homeschool guru I could find who might write me back and reading every book and going in every group and asking, how do I make sure my kid doesn't have gaps? How to make sure my kid doesn't have gaps. I was so worried. <laughs> yeah. And so once I had the ability to breathe and then my son he sat there, I remember at one point doing his workbook and he was just crying over his mouth. And much like you, I was like, well, this isn't how I want our homeschooler or our life to be. And so I did just what you did. And I stopped the curriculum. And for us at the time, we didn't really have Legos around as much. We were kind of new into that phase because he was my firstborn, but I went into the scholastic catalog because my daughter was in preschool at the time. And I found every single possible math game that I could find. And we just spent the rest of that you know, semester on the floor, in the kitchen, in the family room, in the dining room, playing game after game after game. And by the end of that school year, I remember he went from sitting at the table with his workbook. We actually reintroduced the workbook, which was not something we always did in these situations, but with this specific one, it worked okay. And he drew a heart and said, I love math in the back cover <laughs> of the book. Oh. And, and I honestly don't care. I wouldn't have cared if he ever came back to that workbook or not. But the, the win, the big celebration was, and now I have a child who doesn't have a scar and a hatred of a subject when all of these subjects are so valuable and worth our kids being exposed to them. But just like you said, and it's the most wonderful way to explain it, you have to teach the child. It's not the curriculum. We, we have this mindset that we have to check off all these boxes, you know, because that's what we had to do during our years, at least for me as a public school child. That's how it went. You had no choice. It didn't matter what you were passionate about or not. And you had to turn in what the teacher said, period, or you were a failure. And so it's a difficult mindset transition to go from that being what you think schooling and learning is to wait a minute, we can do this with inspiration and with passion and with desire and love of learning. It's so radically transforms the entire experience. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I like what you said about, you know, when their brain was ready or they were, they had that desire to learn something. I love when that happens for myself. Like if I stumble across, I'm like, oh, I really want to know more about this. Same thing happens to our kids. It may not always be the subject that we absolutely love, but it's something that excites them. Like my oldest, he's always telling me about something about the iPhone, something about this gadget or another gadget because he's learned. He's soaking in what this YouTuber is talking about when he does reviews and product descriptions and like all this different stuff. And he wants to come back and tell me about it mm -hmm. or with my middle child, he, we got him into sports recently and he, he's starting to love basketball. He's been taking the time to learn about basketball players. You know, he can rattle off their names. He can share their stats. He knows what team they're on. Like he is learning. He has found something that excites him that he wants to learn about. And when I was doing the homeschool process, I like, I wanted to find what already excited them and be able to incorporate their score into that somehow. Like if you guys like this, let's put math and reading into this or make it feel like this so that, you know, if you're enjoying this other topic, this other subject already, let's just add in the things you have to learn all, you know, like this 
boxes we need to check. If we can take reading and you can read about trucks and cars and motorcycles or basketball players or this and that, then let's do that. Or let's go places and see things that can help us come up with different ideas or at least see how things are made. You know, there's so many different things. And when you can find something your kid is excited about and lights up about, even if it's not in the category of reading, writing, and arithmetic, don't hamper those things. Like, don't deter them from wanting to learn about those or wanting to do things with those because they're going to be learning skills. Even if you can't pinpoint exactly what those skills are, they're still learning something. Like my oldest, we have talked about, he loves Legos. He loves to get new Lego sets and he will sit and he will work on them. And I'm thinking he is already getting this engineering mindset of understanding, okay, how to go through a set of instructions. He's learning step by step how to follow those to the end to create something that's way over a thousand pieces. And he would take the time to just get his own pieces together and see whatever he could make out of them. He would continually move them around and shape them. Last night, he brought me something uh, built out of Legos. And he's like, Mom, it's a button. He's like, you can actually press it and it goes up and down. He was so excited about that. I'm like, well, that's awesome. You know, it it was simple. It wasn't that complex. But he was proud of the fact that he had built that, that he had came up with the design, that he put the pieces together, and it was working. Mm -hmm. I'm like, even though that doesn't fit in the categories of all the academics that everybody needs to know, it meant a lot to me because it meant a lot to him. Well, years ago, there was a class in uh, one of my schools called Inventions and Innovations. Mm -hmm. And it was actually a, a real class where they intentionally had us learn about inventions and then create an innovation off of it. And that sounds a lot like what your son did. And it's funny because it's true what you said that doesn't fit today's what's like accepted as academics and yet it fit yesterday's and Mm -hmm. it's valid, you know, and it, it will lead him to having a more creative mind. It's going to lead him into other interests like engineering and things that he could turn into a career someday. And what a gift that he's been exposed to that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if they have a passion for that, like take my son, for example, he really has this engineering type mindset and I know that in order to be a really great engineer, you're going to have to know some pretty complex math, most likely. Even if that doesn't excite him now, if he knows that that's part of the journey he wants to take and get into, he'll find that desire or that or develop that desire to want to learn about that. I'll share one story with you about his engineering mindset. And we have our little girl. She's, uh, let's see, 14 months now. But a few months ago, she was crawling around everywhere and she noticed the staircase and was going to go up the stairs. And most of the time we'd been able to tell her no and she would avoid them. But this time she didn't. She went up one or two steps and tumbled off of them. So we all felt really bad. And and my son was there and I was like, we've got to find some way to keep her off the stairs. We didn't have a baby gate that would fit our stairs. So he engineered something to go at the bottom of our stairs. It's like a big piece of cardboard with some string on it. And it was easy because with just a tack, we could undo it and pin it around the other side. 
where we could take the pin and put it back around. And it was a big piece of cardboard that she would just kind of go up against and she couldn't get past it. So he had engineered something to keep her safe. He was concerned that she had got hurt. He's like, I don't want her going up the stairs. I, I want her to stay safe. And he felt bad because he heard her fall and cry. And so he worked really hard of coming up with a solution to the problem. And we're like, that's great. You know, I didn't want to deter him from that and be like, oh, no, we'll just get a baby gate. Don't worry about it. I'm like, no, I'm like, you can go for it. If you want to come up with something, you don't really need, you don't have to ask. You know, that's the sweetest thing of like wanting to protect his sister and coming up with something. Because when you give him a problem of something that he could create a solution for, you just I can see his mind start to work. And I'm like, OK, just go for it. Like, go do it. Uh, he even did this when we were rearranging our living room. We had put some new doors in and we hadn't put all the furniture back yet. He's like, Mom, can I organize this? like what do you think about moving this over here and that over there I'm like well yeah that'd be fine and I was I was starting to kind of counter some of the things that he wanted to do I was like no tell you what don't ask me for opinion you just you just design it and lay it out how you want to then I'll come and look at it and I'll tell you what I think so he's like okay I'm like I just wanted to give him free reign like don't question it don't question me and see if this is okay or acceptable like you just make it you just design it how you want to because he's all the time designing houses in Minecraft I'm like he can do this it's just interior design he puts stuff in Minecraft houses all the time let me let him go with this because he wanted to he found that enjoyment and excitement mm -hmm. to try something so I said okay and then later he was like mom come look at it I'm, I'm all done and I came in there and I thought wow I don't think I would have ever tried to lay it out this way but I like it so we left it that way. I'm like, you did a really good job. I like this. It's like everything kind of fits where it needs to. So, you know, I love that. He's he's kind of coming up with his own curriculum. And yeah. if he were forced into a box that said, this is the only way you can explore. This is the only way you can learn, which many times those box set curriculums, that's kind of the intent. And it's with good intentions, but it mm -hmm. removes that opportunity to have that time where they can just free, you know, it's like free explore or invent. And we, when we started our journey, did a lot of the curriculum based stuff, because like I mentioned, I was so afraid I would leave a gap. But as we got more advanced into our homeschool time, I was able to relax a lot more like what you just shared the stories about doing. And the outcome for us as a family has been beautiful. My oldest one, all I had to do was partner with him for high school. He was able to self-direct. I made sure we hit all the proper state laws. He did above and beyond my wildest imagination of what a kid could do in high school. And he loved it. And after he graduated, he didn't stop learning. He continues to learn. He's teaching himself now yet another language and teaching himself all kinds of things, including getting ready, like he's been starting a business and it's just amazing when they learn to trust themselves. And had I persisted in the box set curriculums, which for some people work fine, you just mm -hmm. have to know your specific child, teach to the child. If they work well with a box set curriculum, great, go for it. But if I had persisted with my child who did not work well with that, and he just continued to feel like a failure, a failure, a failure, a failure, because we weren't living up to the standards of this random curriculum I purchased, 
it would have been an entirely different outcome for him. Same for my daughter who has all kinds of challenges and struggles. And we were told, oh, she will never do X, Y, Z. Oh, yes, she does. She does so many things because she had the self-confidence and she wasn't shoehorned into a box that, you know, we told her she had to fit into. Instead, she was able to create her own box and thrive inside of it and grow beyond what we would have expected for her as well and what any professional expected. So it really is beautiful, like this concept of teaching the child, not the curriculum. And it doesn't mean curriculum is bad. But just be willing in the middle of a curriculum to put it down, you know, just say, oh, well, this one's not working. And I do think that can be hard because it can be an expense. So I always do prefer to borrow a curriculum from someone to see if you like it. I do recommend that to parents a lot or just be willing to say, hey, maybe this will work for the next kid, but it's not working for this one. I think the outcome of like those amazing things, your son pouring out his compassion and care for his, his sister and, you know, creating this safety gate and then making your home and his home more beautiful and, you know, coming up with this creative way that as adults, you know, gosh, I never really usually can think of in a creative way, like my kids can, but to see that he did that for you guys and you love it so much, you left it. It's just so, I don't know. I think that's some of the riches that we get out of homeschooling and out of allowing, even if we aren't homeschooling, but out of encouraging that mindset of loving learning and making sure we're always inspiring our kids. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Before we continue with today's chat, I want to sincerely invite you to come over to Facebook and join our group and our community. I would love to carry a conversation with you over there and interact with you and have you get to know the other beautiful families that are inside of our private community. Go to the description. You'll see a link at the very bottom where you can easily click and go ahead and join our group. I look forward to seeing you inside. And that's that's one of the beauties about being able to homeschool is that you can put so much more intention behind what they're passionate about. And, you know, like you were talking about being worried about the gaps like what if they don't know this and and that starts even from the time that they're infants we're worried about oh well they've not got teeth yet they're supposed to get teeth around like nine months old or they're supposed to be crawling when they're one and or you know all these different things like there's already these preset milestones that society tells us that you know, start from birth and then there's the academic milestones that they should be at and standard tests that kids have to go through at school. When you can homeschool and if you can wrap your mind around not having to to live up to those standards, but just allowing your child to develop at their own pace and find what they love, find what they're passionate about. Like my daughter's 14 months. She's not walking on her own yet. Some others would be concerned about that. Like even I'm thinking, well, uh, my first son walked after right about 12 months. The second one was up and running at like nine to 10 months. But with her, I'm like, it's a completely different ballgame. It's a girl versus a boy. She has a lot more skills in other areas. And I'm not worried about the fact that she's still wanting to crawl or holds on to things to walk. But she's learning and developing and doing so many things like she can take pens and put them back in the jar. She can pinch stuff off the floor and put it in her mouth. I'm like, there's there's all these other things that she's so smart about. 
I'm not concerned that she's not living up to this other milestone yet. And I think mm-hmm. we have to adapt the same thing when our kids are learning. Like my middle son, he's in second grade. He is not a good speller. His spelling tests, he gets maybe one word right. And I don't force him. I don't push him into, you've got to know your words. You've got to know how to spell. Because I understand that he reads by sight. He doesn't read phonetically. And he can't sound things out. So he's not used to that. Right now, it's not a big, it's not too big of a deal. And like, how many things do second graders write? I even got a note from him one night after he was starting to write more. It said, good night, mom, or I love you. Good night. The I love you, mom, was all correct, but good night was spelt wrong. But I'm like, but I still knew what it was. I'm not going to say, oh, you spelt good night wrong, honey. I'm like, no. I'm like, I love this note. Thank you so much. I'm like, you'll you'll eventually learn how to spell because at some point you're going to realize, I want to know how to spell words right and not feel like you're forced into it because it's expected of you at this grade. Mm. So understanding that even if some things are a little bit more delayed, if they are excelling at something else and if something else, and if they're excelling at what they love to do, be more focused on that. Because wouldn't you, when you were a child, love if your parents or someone who was teaching you focused on pushing you in what you love to do? Like go do this, spend more time at this. You'll learn this when it's necessary. Like you'll get better at it. You know, not everybody's going to be like me and absolutely love spelling at a young age and like memorize the 27 letter words on the back of a shampoo bottle. Not everybody does that. That was just me as a, as a nerdy child, I guess. Um, but, you know, he's still going to learn that. He's got 10 more years of schooling to really learn how to do that and and find that passion for him. Like he's going to learn how to write. He knows how to read. He, he'll get there. I'm not too concerned the fact that he can't spell everything perfectly. So, you know, not forcing that, but just understanding that he has found things he loves, that he's pursuing his passions. And I think that's the biggest blessing of being able to homeschool is you can put so much more emphasis on that. And even if you have kids in public school, when they're not there, be encouraging that because, you know, even if they've had a rough day at school, if they're not doing good, like I look at their grade cards, but I'm not going to tell them that I'm not unhappy with a C or a D. I just know that that's not their strong suit, at least not right now. It will be okay. (laughs) That's right. I think that's a big mantra a lot of us need to have, especially with those first few kids and the new homeschoolers too. Just it's okay. It's going to be okay. And I think a lot of parents who come to homeschooling are worried. I'm not going to do enough. I'm not going to do enough. And I think that's a fallacy. I think the majority of of parents who take on homeschooling are already high achievers. So the risk is actually doing and forcing too much to where you Mm -hmm. burn out your child or you lose sight of that long-term vision, that long-term vision of having a child who's raised, who found their passion who's chasing what they love, who is able to go out and learn the skill they need, even if they didn't learn it before, because now they'll learn it more efficiently and actually use it. And, you know, I think that when we can just breathe, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's going to be okay. 
the results that we get um, because we are not lazy parents. We know that we are in it for our kids' best and to truly glor glorify Lord, you know, with this education and exploring his world with our children, it is going to be okay. It's going to be better than okay. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Because I, I know plenty of people who weren't the best in school. They didn't like school. They hated it. Or some that didn't even finish. And you would never know it by where they're at now. Because later in life, they got the determination, like, I didn't finish it. I'm going to go back and get my GED and, you know, have my diploma or whatever it is. Or there were some, like, I'll use my dad, for instance. He, he didn't apply himself through high school that much. He's like, I didn't, I didn't like it. I wasn't good at learning. But yet he has, he has that engineering mindset. Like, he would always fascinate me as a kid. I'm like, how are you thinking about how this piece shapes and forms together in order to make some kind of contraption and you know it would fascinate me and then he's like I never applied myself he's like had I applied myself in school and really learned he's like I probably could have done a lot more and done a lot better for myself but I'm thinking you've grown a business that's been going for 30 plus years and you're constantly working hard and doing things that you like to do you know you're pursuing passions you're serving others you're helping people and you're making a living despite the fact of not doing that great in school, not applying yourself and doing that good. I'm like, it really doesn't define their entire adulthood. I've met entrepreneurs who they're like, I never finished high school. I'm like, but you're an entrepreneur and you're making a, a good living. They're like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So that doesn't, that tells me that it's okay. Maybe if you have a child that absolutely hates learning, they're going to find something that they're passionate about. They can still make a living. There's all kinds of things that we can pursue, especially in today's day and time of jobs, of things to produce income and to make a living off of. So that's one of the cool things of just being in this space and, you know, teaching my child, not teaching them the set curriculum. It also prepares them for life later. It's like, you don't have to go get the job everybody tells you to take. You can find a job you love to do that may be outside of everybody else's box. I'm doing entrepreneurship. That's just because it's kind of outside of the box of what I'm able to get where I live. But I love it because it's different and it's exciting. So, yeah, definitely pursue passions. Yes. Pursuing passion, I think, is absolutely key. It is like bedrock regardless of what background we're coming from, um, whether it's the public education system or the homeschool system. And we have so much more opportunity in the homeschool, the home education to really encourage that in our kids, to build that into them. And then just to make sure on weekends and evenings, if they're not at home or they're in private school or wherever, to just continue that. I know my parents set a good example for me, even though I was public school, always being passionate learners. And you know, pursuing all kinds of interesting things themselves. And so I saw that modeled on evenings and weekends, and that did really make a tremendous difference. So Laura, thank you for sharing your wisdom and experience on this. I know it's going to be very helpful. It's really, truly something that's misunderstood. And that is, it sets people free when they can shift to this realization that you teach the child and uniquely yes. teach to that specific child. Um, it's truly a gift. So where can people find more about you? 
Well, you can definitely find me on Facebook and Instagram um, at Laura Glass Designs. And that's where I share about the work that I do. But I'm also transitioning and sharing a lot more about my personal story uh, and things that I truly value and just you know, kind of creating your own identity as to who you are and what you stand for. Thank you so much. I'll make sure the links are in the description so that anybody who wants to just go click and find Laura can do so really easily. Laura, thank you again. You are welcome. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I hope everybody got uh, a good excitement and just the burst of energy of like, ah, I don't have to force myself into teaching this curriculum. So hopefully it's enlightened everyone just a little bit. I know that it has. Thanks again. Mm -hmm. Have you been struggling to find the perfect math curriculum for your kiddo? I remember the days when we were really looking and trying everything and it just felt like nothing was ever going to work. I'm so excited to tell you about CTC Math. It's an online math program that truly has made math learning easy and fun for my family. With CTC Math, your kiddo gets to access comprehensive video lessons and the children are able to learn at their own pace. They get to master the concepts before they move on to the next one and you'll know that they have a firm foundation there. Even if your child is in basic arithmetic or whether they're maybe all the way up into the high school grades, CTC Math has something for them. It's an interactive program and your child gets instant feedback, which for my kiddos, this helped them to understand the concepts better and to build confidence in their abilities. And if needed, there are also extra printable worksheets and other quizzes and things that you can do to reinforce for extra practice. For me as a busy mom, I really appreciated the convenience of CTC Math. It meant that for my struggling learners, I didn't need to drive to tutoring centers and spend all that extra time or money. And I wasn't sitting there with stressed out with my child trying to explain these very difficult math concepts when that wasn't my natural gifting. With CTC Math, you do get to monitor your child's progress, you get to track and celebrate their achievements, and you can generate detailed reports. It's fantastic. There are thousands and thousands of very satisfied parents and students who have used CTC Math as their go-to resource, just like my family. So visit ctcmath.com today. You can actually get a free trial to see how you and your children enjoy the program as well. Thanks for listening and spending time with us today. If you know anyone who could benefit from my mom's podcast, please share it and leave a review so others can find us too. See you next time.